Welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self Evolution Regardless. And so, so this special kind of a bonus episode will be inspired by inspirational quotes that we've heard somewhere along the line from famous inspirational movies and what we could learn from these quotes now they can have something to do with narcissism i'll explain it as we go but if it doesn't then it has something to do with with life in general and you know improvement of like oneself or the people around you or yeah so without any further ado i have a few quotes inspired from a few awesome movies which i'm pretty sure you watched have watched or you know heard about or like came across at a certain point so here we go first one is from the movie my my personal 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 favorite movie v for vendetta and this is the quote that i uh actually i have a uh, several quotes from this movie that are actually really inspiring and important so the first one here goes remember remember the 5th of november oh yeah <laughs> The gunpowder and treaser and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should be ever forgot. But what of the man? I know his name is Guy Fox, and I know in 1605 he attempted to blow up the House of Parliament. But who was he really? Now this is the juicy part. But who was he really? What was he like? We are told to remember the idea, not the man. Because a man can fail. He can be caught. He can be killed and forgotten. But two years later, an idea... Sorry, but I think a hundred... Or four hundred years later, an idea can still change the world. I have witnessed firsthand the power of ideas. I've seen people kill in the name of them and die defending them. But you cannot kiss an idea, cannot touch it or hold it. Ideas do not bleed, they do not feel pain, they do not feel love. And it is not an idea that I miss, it is a man. A man that made me remember the 5th of November. A man that I will never forget. I love how beautifully written and structured the quote is so the main idea is that well i don't want to spoil the movie but we all know the idea of v for vendetta v for vendetta it basically is about revolution against the corrupt government and with this guy fox guy who attempted to blow, to blow up the House of Parliament in 1605 it was a very courageous movement of his. Move. 
of his that he attempted to make. But the main focus, the main juicy part of the whole quote is how an idea doesn't die. An idea has a source, which is a man with a capital M. Man creates ideas, and ideas float around, they get shared, they could spread out among people, and they get defended for, they get protected from danger, they get attacked, they get killed for, or in the name of, you know, ideas. People steal in the name of ideas. And this has been going on for ever since the beginning of... And the prince and the main sort of like thing that we can get out of this quote is the fact that, like I said, an idea is something beyond mere mortal creatures like humans. An idea is pursued constantly, is created, it's fought for, and it's eternal. It's nothing that can be touched, seen, heard, well, heard of, but not, like, heard, kissed, held, you know, anything. An idea is something that a man or a woman or a child or whomever, a human being, creates. It can be good or evil. But here's the thing with the quote. He said, who was he really? What was he like? But those questions don't don't really matter, because I mean we can totally just you know give a physical description of the person holding the idea, and we we may identify him and look up to him as a hero. But some people who are given that description will actually use that description to to exploit the people who gave the information and to find and pursue the guy and kill him and which is what the quote mentioned because a man can fail he can be caught and he can be killed and forgotten of course maybe the name will remain an eternal thing to remember but the man himself has already passed away so so it's it's not you know, it's the idea derives from a person, and the person can die, but the idea remains after more than 400 years alive. But then he, this V, who mentioned this quote, goes back to, to the, the, the fact that it's the man that we must remember. 
in a beautiful, beautiful way. So he said, it's not an idea that I miss. It's a man that made me remember the 5th of November, a man that I'll never forget. See, so the man is the source of the idea. And then the idea is shared, talked about, fought for, killed in the name of, and eternal, basically. Okay? And then maybe the man will die, and maybe he will be forgotten. But the idea is still alive after how many years have gone after that man, after ma that man's death, right? But you can't, and, and I think this is where it leads to. I don't think anyone can remember an idea without having to remember its source. It's sort of like implying that the source it itself of the idea is also an idea that has lived a certain amount of years and then produced this idea before they died and then they died and their idea survived which makes the whole thing an idea if i make any sense at this point but this is i think where he leads us to think the fact is that it doesn't matter who like who the person is or what they're like or how they talk or how they walk or what color their hair is what color their eyes are whatever but what matters is that that person gave an idea and they shared it around people and because they might have been caught or stolen or beaten to death or killed their idea still survives and the idea goes back to the source therefore the source becomes an eternal idea in itself the person then becomes eternal just like the idea okay so awesome i think it's really extremely philosophical i think but also really pertains to the fact that people who have ideas are gonna be remembered forever long because of their ideas and because they have actually contri contributed to this world in some way and so their names and their ideas will remain eternal and therefore they will remain eternal themselves so awesome next one is people should not be afraid of other governments oh sorry <laughs> people should not be afraid of their government government should be afraid of their people and this is pretty much how you know um corrupt governments and policies should look at their people countries where the government and the whole like policies you know self-destructing and corrupted they shouldn't people shouldn't be afraid of that corrupt government the the government itself should be afraid of the people because 
you know, there is a certain extent to which the people will take the blame and take the alert and stress and scare of everything. But there's gonna come a point in time where people are gonna, you know, revolt. And they're gonna start riots and revolutions to overthrow the government. Which is what happened pretty recently uh, with the death of George Floyd. Uh, may God rest his soul. Um, his death was awful. The way he died was terrible. It's inhumane. And along with his death, um, people started rioting and looting and destroying, you know, properties and shops and just basically trespassing properties all over the place. And it's a message they wanted to send to the police. As, you know, they saw death, a death of someone innocent. In the middle of a pandemic, by the way. And people with masks, and it's just crazy. But that's how strong people, the people of a country is. Once, you know, like, there's a moment that an event occurs that can be as small as a piece of hair can be turned into chaos, absolute chaos, and and even more destruction because of how angry that people is. They took it upon themselves, you know, for those riots to start. But that's a message already warning the government. People shouldn't be afraid of their government. The government should be afraid of their people. And just like what happened in the movie, everyone, everyone, at the end of the movie, they stood up. Oh my god, I'm already getting goosebumps as I'm I'm saying this. Um, the whole population stood together, like, as a big black, black cloud with white faces, white masks, and they're all standing as, like, an homage to the anonymous V, who, who... I don't want to say he killed himself, I don't want to say, like, committed suicide, but he sort of, like, finished what the idea started, what the idea of Guy Fox started, you know, he finished it. So, yeah, that's a very, very strong message. And it's pretty goddamn internal, uh, I mean, eternal, it's pretty goddamn real. Next is from the movie V for Vendetta again. Beneath this mask is more than flesh. Beneath this mask, there is an idea, Mr. Greedy. And ideas are bulletproof. Hell motherfucking yes. <laughs> Cause beneath skin, muscle. 
blood, bones. You know, beneath a freaking mask, beneath clothes, beneath anything, is flesh. And beneath this mask is an idea. So he also he already like uh you know compared the flesh to an idea. And an idea, Mr. Greedy, and Mr. Greedy is the evil guy who caught him, I think. Um Ideas are bulletproof. They cannot be killed, they cannot be tortured, they cannot be questioned, they cannot be kissed, held, stolen. No. Ideas, ideas are stronger than bullets. Ideas are stronger than the weapons of mass destruction themselves. Ideas are eternal. They cannot die. And they cannot be killed by bullets just because you killed someone because they had an idea of, for example, you know, blowing up a house of parliament or over overthrowing government. That's still not able to, you know, that idea is unshatterable by any number or quantity of bullets you aim at it and shoot ideas are bullet fucking proof next is the past cannot hurt you unless you let it and i strongly strongly agree with this it cannot hurt you it cannot consume you it cannot drain you unless you allow it unless you give it the green light to do so to to do its damage control mission you know so it won't hurt unless you let it so don't let the past hurt you you know you gotta focus on the present moment you gotta you know you gotta be present gotta be focusing on the now because what happened happened you can't undo it Okay, so don't let the past hurt you so that it won't. <laughs> and finally, from this movie, the past, uh, sorry, uh, Dietrich, was it, uh, said, you wear a mask for so long you forget who you were beneath it. Now, he's the antagonist in the movie, he's the enemy, not the, not the leader of the party but an evil person that belongs to the bees of the evil par uh, party so he said you wear a mask for so long you forget who you were beneath it now there's some truth in here okay not just because he is an evil person we hate evil people okay but sometimes we get inspired from them because they also have part of the story that is worth uh, you know, hearing. So, he said here, you wear a mask for so long you forget who you were beneath it. Sometimes we 
put ourselves in these situations in our real life, real daily life, where we're out of the box. But I'm talking like we are wearing a, a different hat, but that hat sort of, you know, um, like it, it matches our size, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like our true nature, you know, so. We wear different hats sometimes that make us feel inauthentic. And sometimes we wear certain hats for too long that to the point where we actually forget who we once were. Like imagine a narcissistic abusive relationship. You are told you're ugly your whole life ever since your youth and we know how youth and childhood is the most vulnerable part of life because it's a white page that gets filled with words and words and words of like either good or bad but it gets filled it's a it's a white page that's supposed to be filled but when it's filled with bad words like ugly you believe your whole life you're ugly and you've been put this mask has been put on you regardless of your will because you're a child you don't even have consent to begin with so you, this mask has been put on you despite your will and then what do you expect you've been told ugly your whole your whole life so you've been wearing this mask that's been put on your face for so long until you, one day you're an adult, you're in your 20s or 30s or however, whenever, and you wake up one day and realize, because you got a few compliments lately, you wake up and you realize, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know if I should look in the mirror anymore. And that's because you've been told you're ugly your whole life. You've been allowing it to hurt you. And it's not because you wanted to allow it. You, you, you had no choice. You had no choice. You had no word to say. You couldn't speak up for yourself. These were your parents, for example, who told you you're ugly. Or siblings who silently, you know, acted like they loved you in front of your parents, but hated your gut once, you know, they were with you without your parents. So, like, something like that. And then you wear it for so many years and decades, and you never really know how much time has passed until you actually wake up one day and realize, like, who the fuck am I anymore? Like, who is this? I don't know me anymore. So it's like this false self that's been put on you. You forget who, who you really are, which is why something like therapy, something like group boundary, uh, group support, something like setting boundaries and protection, protection self-protection of narcissistic abuse is extremely important so that you take that mask off and you 
reparent yourself and you relearn who you are and you teach yourself about who you are and it starts all over it's okay you know as the sooner you start the better and that's where it's important to have to one day wake up and stop wearing the mask to remember who you once were careful with the mask you wear if you wear it for too long you will forget who you once were I didn't say this this was a quote from the movie and it's fucking amazing okay so I hope you got something out of that now let's move on the next movie is also my favorite 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 Pursuit of Happiness with Why. Will Smith. Christopher uh, Gardner, a.k.a. Will Smith. So he said, this is the most inspirational, awesome quote to his son. Hey, don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. I, you got a dream. You gotta protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. If you want something, go get it. Period. I don't think there's any words that can describe this. But a father telling his own son, his own blood, his own flesh. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something even himself not even himself like not even him he won't allow himself to say to his own son don't tell you don't do something you can't do something and they give their excuses how precious would that be If you were the father of your own child telling this to your own son or daughter, how would that feel? If you said this quote or something similar to your own flesh, how would that feel? Wouldn't you feel a sense of true unconditional love, pride, Of your offspring? And and you gotta dream. You gotta protect it. You gotta protect your own dreams. And this is the father again telling his son to do this. People like this actually exist. There aren't just toxic people. Telling their children the opposite. You know, or they tell their children, Okay, yo, yeah, protect your dream. But then they ask them the next day five or six questions about their dreaming, what they're dreaming about, why they're dreaming of that thing to pursue. And then they will use that as, uh, you know, the next guilt trip or the next... um triangulation 
tactic to make them hate their life. You know? And this this one right here, people can't do something themselves they want to tell you you can't do it. That's so fucking true. That is so fucking true. You can tell in their eyes from the tone of their voice. You can tell from their body language they can't do something. These people, if they can't do something, they tell you you can't do it because they can't see themselves doing it. So why the hell should you? That's how they think. If they can't do it, why the hell should you even think about doing it? You know? That's crazy. They'll tell you things like, you're crazy. You're dreaming. Too big. You have such big, such a big dream for your head. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so offensive. But that's just what incapable people will say. Because they can't do it themselves. They'll tell you, you can't do it. So be careful around those people. And as for every single father out here listening to me, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do it. Not even yourself to your own son, okay? Just to be sure. Just to be clear. Alright. Moving on to Harry Potter. I forgot which which one of the series actually this one. Uh Professor Albus Dumbledore said Oh, I think this one is um Oh yeah, uh The Order of the Phoenix, yeah. It's The Order of the Phoenix. He said, "But you know happiness can be found even in the darkest of times." When one only remembers to turn on the light. Yep. So this was when, I think, I believe, it's Order of the Phoenix? Was it? Because um, it was dark, and then they had the spell of, like, illuminating the dark pathway. Yeah, it was the Order of the Phoenix, most likely. Or the Half-Blood Prince. I I forgot, honestly. Wait, actually, no, he died in Half-Blood Prince. He's still alive in the Phoenix, Order of the Phoenix. So yeah, most likely it's in the Order of the Phoenix. I forgot. Man, I, I forgot. But yeah, this quote is awesome. It's like, it's not just awesome, but it's really, really like useful because Sometimes in the darkest of times when we're extremely sad and depressed and frustrated with life and we want to kill ourselves, we just forget sometimes to do the simplest thing like turning on the light. Like even the slightest, like the very tiniest amount of hope and optimism can be found in the darkest and deepest of times where we're really, really frustrated and depressed about everything and hate everything. So, the the point is, here, is to never lose hope, because even in the darkest of times, you will still have another breath to life, and you still have one more hope. One more thing to hope for, at least. So yeah, that's a very valuable lesson. Um... Another one is from the movie Finding Dory. Now, I watched Finding Nemo. Actually, 
I watched both, I think. Yeah, so. Uh, but this one I don't remember precisely, but it's a good thing that I came across it. Uh, so she said here, Dory said, What's so great about plans? I never had plans. Did I plan to lose my parents? No. Did I plan to find Martin? No. And then I skipped a part and then I put this because this is important. And that's because the best things happen by chance. Because that's life. And that's you being with me out here in the ocean not safe in some stupid glass box. Yeah, so a lot of the times when it comes to planning, you know, um, for some personalities, planning and organization do help, and it's actually sort of like a part of their lifestyle. Um, and they really, you know, uh, let's say 75% of the things they do in their life is by planning and so they plan and plan and plan okay yeah okay fine we get it okay next (laughs) but for some others it's just you know not so doable all the time and i think here we should be we shouldn't forget the fact that there are the things that we cannot control exceed the things that we do control by a large, large margin. And life doesn't always agree with you when it comes to your plans. And some people will think that plans are the thing that's going to organize your life, that's going to help you live your life in an easier way. Sort of like believing in that uh, proverb, better safe than sorry. I mean, it is, you know, it is pretty safe. It's better it's safe than sorry, actually. It's better to plan carefully, study the, you know, procedure, the steps, what to do, you know, uh, studying the path, how you're going to go about things and everything carefully and then calculating the risks and then coming to at a very mathematical equation saying that you know it's uh probably less risky if you do this than this and better safe than sorry is sort of like saying plan so that you have less dangerous consequences than not planning at all and having things that are unexpected come at you sort of way And that's reasonable, okay, yeah, alright, that is reasonable. To a certain extent, though. To a certain extent. Not everything, okay, is supposed to be planned. 90% of the things that happen in our lives are just not planned for. They just aren't. We have to accept that. As part of fucking life. Do you plan to breathe every single second? Do you plan to get goosebumps sometimes when you just feel so intensely about something? Do you plan to blink every second of every minute? Like, 
I don't know. I'm just mentioning very simple, close examples that each and every one of us live in this world. I'm not giving impossible examples and unrealistic ones, but just something like that. Do you plan to spit when you speak? No. <laughs> I mean, it might happen because you're overly excited or it might never happen because that's your nature. I don't know. Depends on people. But it's not worth it the whole time to have to stress out, you know, um, because of planning and because of strategy, because of strategic steps and what to do next and what to do next and what to do next. It's just, I don't know. I feel like it's so tiring to have to do that all the freaking time. It's so exhausting and draining. And it's going to leave you just really, really tired just to think about it. So... Just sometimes it's okay to let things be, you know, just let be. And accept life as it is, you know, because life presents itself the way it is. So embrace it, for God's sake. Don't just plan, you know. So just sometimes, okay, sometimes we shouldn't plan for too much. For every single tiny step on the way to happen. Sometimes we should let things happen the way they are because there's something called, I don't know if you believe in it, it's called fate and you can't take control of everything in this life. You might be a control freak, well congratulations, but you know, your control freakness will not get you anywhere in this life if you keep wanting to control everything around you. Just saying, okay? So anyway, without any further ado, just to let everyone let everyone know, I'm not gonna like abruptly interrupt here. I'm just saying, you know, just as a lesson here, don't focus on planning too much, okay? Because that's just life, okay? Life isn't full of plans the whole time. Just saying. Okay? Next is Rocky! Rocky said, and this is one of the most motivational quotes I've ever heard. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward, that's how winning is done. That's how winning is done. How bad you get kicked, doesn't matter. How many times you fall, doesn't matter. What matters the most is how bad you want to wake up and rise and keep on rolling after falling each and every time you get knocked down. That's the most important thing. And that's what winning is. That's how winning is done. Okay? So. Life hits you hard, you know. 
at the front, at the back, at the side, you know, it hits hard. And again, it's not about how hard you get, get, you get hit. It's not about how hard you fall, how many times you fall, how you fall, why you fall. It may matter to a certain extent, yeah, sure, for analysis purposes, you know, but you're not going to spend your whole life with analysis paralysis, right? So, what matters the most is that you actually get the fuck up and continue your stride. I'm so sorry about this noise. I was just uh, turning the page and it took so long. Sorry. Okay, uh, next is from a movie which I really, 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 really wish I watched. I just didn't have the opportunity to. Life of Pi. And Pi says, Doubt is useful. It keeps faith a living thing. After all, you cannot know the strength of your faith until it is tested. Hell yeah. Okay, so there's something called faith. And you believe in something, it's certain that you believe in it. Okay, it's useful. But there's also something called doubt. And doubt is pretty darn useful. And it keeps faith a living thing. Keeps it alive. Okay? And there are times when we get our faith tested. Is it like this? Is it going to be like this forever? How long is it going to be like this? You know, questioning. And it's okay to question things because that's when doubt strikes. And it's testing your patience and your faith. So, if you're a doubtful person you have a lot of suspicion of things, it's okay to do so. That's part of critical thinking. You have to question everything, by the way. You can't just believe in things just like that, you know, just blindly follow, you know. No, it's okay to doubt things and be suspicious of things and question everything. And that's where your faith is being tested. And that's a good thing. Appreciate that. Appreciate doubt. As part of being intellectually active and exercising your mind. At least your mind is working out right now. So yeah, help it with a healthy diet of doubt. Okay? And finally, I'm not gonna get this episode any further longer. Oh, oh god. Okay, so it's... 42 minutes. Okay, so I'm not gonna go ahead and um, make it uh, this episode too long for you. So, finally, it's the imitation game again. I didn't watch this movie, but I hope. And I'm pretty much sure this movie is gonna be amazing. Christopher Merkham said, and I think he is part of the group who did the research. He said, sometimes it's the very people who no one imagines anything of you know, between parentheses, are the ones who do the things no one can imagine. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Sometimes you can't say or tell if that person in particular is going to come up with something genius that's going to change the world. But guess what? You never know. You never know.
Okay, just because you judge someone based on their appearance, or they look too skinny, or they look too small, or they look too tiny, or they look too weak, you know, easily beaten and everything, you can't really think much about them, you can't expect much from them, so, you know, you're just not really encouraging them as much. Sometimes those people that you don't really consider as like extraordinary thinkers are the ones who turn out to be extraordinary thinkers and they surprise you. Or should I say shock you when they come up with ideas that actually change the world. So, don't judge the book by its cover. Because again, it's those people who whom you can't imagine anything out of are the ones who actually change the world with their ideas. And let me go back to the I to the idea about ideas from the movie V from uh V for Vendetta. An idea is eternal and an idea comes from a source, a man with a capital M. And so if an idea is eternal, its source is also eternal. Which means these people who come up with these extraordinary ideas that can change the world are also eternal because they come up, they came up with something that contributed to the change of this world to a better place for a lot of people. Okay? And I think to sum this whole thing up, to an extent, I think each and every single quote from those movies relate to each other and you know they're interconnected and you know in some way or another okay and the most important thing to learn is that it's not just the quotes from famous people from famous movies that are you know supposed to be important but rather the idea that they encompass the lesson the juicy part that they encompass which is the lesson that we learn from them what do they teach us that's the most important thing okay so i genuinely hope you learn something from this episode i think it's pretty much something extra something a little change you know a slight change from the narcissistic abuse routine kind of thing so uh i hope you learn something out of this episode as much as i enjoyed recording it and sharing with you those quotes and those awesome lessons and hopefully i made sense talking about all that and if you have any suggestion question comment please do not hesitate to message me on anchor and i'll take care of that if you have any intention or desire to support this podcast and see it thriving and successful then please do you're very welcomed you'll be given a shout out in the next episode if you do even just 99 cents will mean the world to me and i will give you a special shout out by the end of each of the next episode i think yeah, I'll give you a shout out for sure, okay? So, and don't forget to be a good listener to this podcast. Enjoy each and every episode I upload, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, just uh most important thing is I hope you 
get something out of the content that I publish and hopefully it makes sense. So yeah, I'll see you in the next episode.